Hey there, welcome to the Girl Go Global podcast, where faith and works are empowered. With every episode, we're embracing our multi-layered lives with faith, know-how, and grit. I'm your host, Dr. Jasmine, and I'm ready to go global with you. Let's get started. Welcome to the Girl Go Global podcast, where faith and works are empowered. Girl Go Global is not only a call to action, but it's a community, y'all. It's a community for women. So plug in to the community. I know you are enjoying the podcast because I see those downloads. So thank you so much for joining me each week. But we have a blog so you can subscribe at hello at www.hellogirlgoglobal.com. You can subscribe there. You can check out books by me, of course. Just check it out on my website at girlgoglobal.com. But today, I'm so excited that I have with me a very, very special guest. We met probably around 2017, I think, maybe. Yes. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It's been such a long time. And before we hopped on, she she phrased it so well. She said, we've been building community online. And that's what we've been doing. We've been plugged into each other's lives Mm -hmm. online, supporting each other, liking, sharing. Um, So she purchased one of my books. So I was just so excited to have this conversation. Like we literally met at a networking event. The reception. And so that speaks to networking. We're going to get into the, converse, into the conversation, but first let me introduce her. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right, girl. Dorisha, is that good? Dorisha. Dorisha. Dorisha Moore is an international speaker and marketing strategist leading and the marketing and advertising service line at ABCD and Company. Dorisha leverages education, empathy, and empowerment to create transformational growth with her client portfolio valued at 18.4 billion. I said it right. 18.4 billion. She has been featured in a number of media outlets. She has won Enterprising Woman of the Year. She is a Gates Millennial Scholar recipient. She is Howard University alum. And she also has a master's in nonprofit management. And now She is a candidate for a Master's of Divinity at Samuel DeWitt Proctor School of Theology. Dorisha, would you please introduce yourself to the Girl Go Global community? Well, I feel like you already did it, Jasmine. (laughs) Dr. Jasmine, I should say. Let me be correct. Earn all of those letters. Yes, Uh, she did, Yes, I am Dorisha Moore, Managing Partner and Chief Marketing Officer at ABCD and Company, a marketing and events transformation agency located in Rockville, Maryland, and very excited to be with the Girl Go Global family today. Thank you so, so much for joining me. We got so much to talk about. I (laughs) I listed just a few of your accolades, but first, I just want to jump right into an early conversation about women in leadership. Mm-hmm. Then I want to jump over to women of leadership in the faith. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then I want to jump over to women in, in the faith in leadership who are also single. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> okay. Hopefully not for jump. long, Jesus. <laughs> oh, we praying. Hello. <laughs> but about ABCD company, how it started, how it's going. When we met, I don't believe that you were managing a portfolio of 18.4 billion. So tell me about, tell the folks what that is, what you all do, what's your role, 
just give us some more details. Yes. So ABCD and Company was started uh, nine years ago by myself, the D. So that's where our name comes from. Mm-hmm. ABCD, it's our initials. So Amber, Brittany, Corey, myself, Darisha, graduates of Howard University um, came together very quickly, I would say, uh, after graduation, a couple years later, and started this organization. And this agency was actually starting off as a management consulting company. Mm. We were helping small businesses, nonprofits, um, with everything. We all each are in uniquely and individually gifted. And so when it came to starting your organization, building your brand, coming up with your value and your core services. We were doing all of that. But the challenge was the budget, right? Mm. You know, um, and I, we still provide, you know, uh, pro bono hours to, you know, select smaller companies. But we realized that in order for us to really scale and honestly survive, mm-hmm. we had to pivot in terms of the types of services that we were offering, offering. So I guess my kind of first lesson coming out the gate was that you can't be all things to all people. You got to kind of narrow it down and really get to the heart of who you are and what you offer, we were finding that people kept saying, what y'all do again? What y'all do Mm, again? mm. And so we took the the time to do the hard work and the hard work to figure out how we wanted to show up in the marketplace. And so probably about four years ago, we pivoted to fully marketing and events. And so that's everything from uh, the marketing and advertising, uh, all events from trade shows to activations, and then also what we call creative services, which is really the brand house and then digital solutions which is um web app and digital so that's in, essentially who we are from an integrated standpoint but i think when we met we were kind of reevaluating even from a personnel standpoint how we wanted to execute the work and so mm-hmm. You know, shortly thereafter, of course, the pandemic happened. So mm-hmm. we were like, okay, Lord, now we didn't pray. We got a revelation about who we are and how we're going to show up in the market. And then you're going to allow a pandemic to come. Like people are not going to purchase marketing events. That is not a necessity. So, you know, that's like the first couple of places where budgets are cut, but God is so faithful and he's so good. And we end up um, getting a grant from the state of Maryland and pivoting to virtual events very quickly. Mm had a partnership with an international influencer to uh, broadcast through his platform for our clients. And so we added value and quickly pivoted. And so coming out of pandemic, if you will, we're now at a team of 17 and looking for four FTEs. So so we are hiring like crazy. We're growing like crazy. Um, And my portfolio, the marketing and advertising portfolio, that number is a real number. And it really drills down to the average revenue and or valuation of an entity. And so I'm working with hospitals. I'm working with financial services institutions and banks. I'm working with large associations. Um, And it's really crazy because when we started this company, again, we just wanted to help people live into their purpose and live into their dreams. Mm. And we're able to do that in such a massive way. Like last year, we made a commitment to um, give not only 100,000 to St. Jude, but we Mm. raised an additional 400,000 and was awarded the Social Justice Partner of the Year from St. Jude Research Hospital. 
So I say that to say I'm really living a dream each and every day. Um, you can't see on my wall, but it says, I still remember the days I prayed for the things that I have now. Mm. And that's really truly what it is. Like I, I still remember that day and I'm just grateful to be able to live into my dream now. Mm. Oh my God. You, know, <laughs> you are warming my heart because I think when we met, when did you all start? Because I think when we met, it was around the early stages. Mm-hmm. Of the we, when we business. started, we started January 2nd of 2014. Gotcha. So when you and I met, we were in that kind of crossroad. Like we're here, we have some clients, but like, do we really know what makes us different? Do we really know what our uh, impact is? Yes and no. But mm-hmm. now it's very clear. Like we're mission focused. Now we're just moving, just making moves. Like 10 years, January 2024. 20, uh, so, you know, things take time. And mm-hmm. you, as a business owner, one of the things that I, you know, had to really process is we could have been okay with being small coming out the gate. Sometimes you don't want to come across too small because you feel like you're going to isolate yourself from opportunity. But we could have been small for a little bit. We could have hit the pavement a little bit more in that kind of more grassroots way. Um, but God still took everything. You know, one of my uh, friends I met at a conference most recently, she said, God wastes nothing. Mm. It really didn't waste anything. The mistakes, the mishaps, the bad, the bad hires, mm. all of it, he didn't waste it. And I'm living it. into the all things work together. Mm. For real, <laughs> for real, for real. Wow, that's so good. So as in your role within the organization, you manage the, I guess, the marketing and advertising mm-hmm. side. So mm-hmm. you, each of you all have your own portfolio. Mm-hmm. So one of the, for business owners, a lot of times they don't necessarily know how to get leads. How, how do you manage your portfolio, go out and get those leads to bring those clients in so that they turn over into signing and paying that invoice or transferring doing those why wires only <laughs> you know why transfers because when you're um going over a certain amount we need a wire at this point yeah, so right. <laughs> how does that work for you getting leads because i know some folks who are business owners even small who maybe they're large i don't large in a sense that they've been doing it for a while they're making great money they're way well above the lower six figures like tell us about those leads to even manage to build your portfolio to um, be that at that level valued at that level yeah I think a lot of it boils back to relationships mm-hmm. business is built on relationships you know I can't remember which book it is but it talks about people do business with who they know like and trust and mm-hmm. I truly truly believe that and so it's figuring out who you know mm-hmm. who likes you mm-hmm. and who trusts you mm-hmm. that is really the segments of what your potential opportunities can look like. Mm-hmm. And uh, once again, you and I are the perfect, perfect example of someone who knows each other and likes each other. Mm-hmm. We haven't been able to build trust because we haven't built a relationship from offline, but think about how many people are just in those two phases alone that mm-hmm. know Dr. Jasmine, that like Dr. Dr. Jasmine. That's a whole set of potential clients right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and building those relationships so they are able to trust you and then hand over their vision, their babies to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say also being able to speak to people's pain points, like business is about solving problems. And mm-hmm. we don't like to talk about that, but that's really what it is. Like if you can show up in the space and be able to really speak to the need of that person, like what does success look like for them in these roles? Because a lot mm-hmm. of times they're afraid to give an opportunity to you 
because they know that it's high risk. For us, we're working with large banks and colleges and universities, associations, et cetera. And so they're too big to fail. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Talk about a PR nightmare, a PR crisis. They're too big to fail. So because they're too big to fail, they're going to be very apprehensive to give you over something without really being able to see that you can get the job done. Mm -hmm. So again, that still boils back to trust, but being able to show like I have, uh, you know, this past performance, if you will, or I have not just an idea and a concept, but I've been able to prove that I have mm-hmm. impact. That's what we call mm-hmm. it here at ABCD. Like we are definitely analytical and into the numbers, but at the same time, what we're really trying to measure is impact. Like how have we transformed the way you communicate and connect with your stakeholders? Mm-hmm. If we can't see like the bar been raised high, then we're not doing something right. We're, we're bottom line driven, but not in a way that supersedes impact because sometimes you can't see the the impact with the numbers. Sometimes mm-hmm. you got to get beyond what the analytics say and get into some of that, you know, qualitative data. Like how are we shifting hearts and shifting minds and changing behaviors? And mm-hmm. that's who is impact. So teaching our clients how to value that Mm-hmm. You know, because we're still people like I think in the marketing and event space, we like to really categorize it numerically. And that's a part of it. But it starts to treat us like we chat GBT or something like, <laughs> <laughs> like we have wow. hearts, we have minds, we have spirits, we have souls and our relationships and community and behaviors are impacted by mm-hmm. how we engage with everything around us. Mm-hmm. So yeah that's so good I love it I love that you all have landed on your way forward now mm-hmm. you knew how to pivot in the pandemic mm-hmm. um and so that's awesome and I want to shout out the congratulations to you all for all that hard work doing the hard work mm-hmm. and then you said doing the hard work as well mm-hmm. I'd like to learn more a little bit about how you all manage your friendship and your business relationship like I, I, <laughs> you know I, you know that's a, just a simple question. Like your friends first, right? Mm-hmm. And how do you do business and still respect the friendship and what doesn't cross the boundary and still maintain that relationship? How does that work for you guys? I, you know, it might sound like over, over spiritualized uh, answer, but our, our friendship is on the foundation of Christ. Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, how, I mean, our name, think of that. Think about how divine that is. A, B, C, D for our first initials to line up in that way. Mm-hmm. And even, it's funny because a church mother, she couldn't remember our name. She just said, you know what? I'm gonna start calling y'all A, B, C, D. Mm. We were like, oh crap. And this was like four or five years into our friendship. So we didn't even realize, have the revelation mm. that that's the way our names lined up. But, you know, I will tell you that when you are, doing ministry because our our business is a ministry Mm. we're we're changing people's lives we are creating impact some of the projects that we're working on are talking about disrupting the status quo and getting access to capital to minority business owners and getting health education to people who otherwise wouldn't have it like this ain't no play play over here Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know and when I think about the mission 
when we think about the mission, that's what keeps us focused. And so do we fight? Absolutely. And when <laughs> the initial stages, we fought like crazy. We finally are at a place now where it's like, you got it. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> and it's all love and we respect each other's gifts and talents but that was the thing like understanding how different and uniquely made we are like mm. I'm the extrovert I'm the people person but I'm highly intuitive and you know that's what the world would say but honestly like God I the spirit really leads and guides me and so my team they they too have their gifting but they know when these like y'all something in my spirit not feeling right they like mm-hmm. okay we ain't doing it because D said and we trust the God in her and so I think our our foundation is so solid and it's kind of like being parents to a kid abcd and company is its own identity Mm. there's several employees here now so Mm. they they contribute to that identity this is also their their home their baby Mm. they invest time and energy and resources into this company and so as a result we're like we this is not even about us anymore this is bigger than us like people's livelihood people's health insurance and Mm. benefits and you know sustainability as parents and wives and husbands all depend on us wow yeah that's a lot (laughs) (laughs) like we don't have time to be fighting because yeah. we got paychecks to make. And, and y'all need a paycheck. And we need a pay. Hey, hello? <laughs> hello? Mm. We like nice things. So, you know, the foundation is secure. And when you are secure in yourself, it's easy to be in business with other people. That's good. I love that. I love that. That's one of the main things because you can't have too much ego. <laughs> you can't have you know, I love what you said. Well, they trust your gut and mm-hmm. I'm sure that you trust their gut. Yep. So I love that you all can lean into biblical principles mm-hmm. in order to run your company, if that makes sense. Oh, it is. 1000%. We pray before every executive meeting on Mondays at 9 a.m. We put our clients, our team members, our partners before the Lord and ask God to cover them and give them favor um it's a very intricate part to our decision making Mm -hmm. you know we like okay lord how we use this money lord how we do this is this the client you close the door you know we really believe promotion comes from god we really believe that god opens doors that no man can close and god closed doors that no man can open like we believe those things and so when things don't work out when it comes to clients or opportunities we it's well it's Mm -hmm. well Mm. And it's well, because we know who really has the final say. Mm-hmm. And God put y'all together. So yeah. he's going to keep y'all together. He's going to keep you sustained. Yeah. He's going to keep you steady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, you know, trying times will come. But mm-hmm. God. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So this enterprising woman of the year, woman of the year. Tell us about, you know, you've had so many accolades. You have won awards. You are a scholar. You know, tell us how you balance your professional life with your personal life. 
Wow, you know, a couple years ago, this was a very complicated answer, but I'm so proud of my growth. (laughs) (laughs) So right now what I'm doing, because I'm in school on Saturday, Fridays and Saturdays mostly, and it's normally about six to 10 on Friday and then Saturday, nine to 12, because I'm graduating it's kind of fluctuating, but um, for the past three years, that's been my life. So, you know, the Fridays and Saturdays were pretty much consumed with um, school, but I found a way to do self-care Saturdays. Mm. And these are the most lavish dates for myself. Mm. I spare no expense. (laughs) And I plan these things like I'm planning them for some one of my best friend's birthdays or whatever. And mm-hmm. it might be spa, it might be shopping, it might be a new restaurant. It, whatever it is, it is playing with all the details and everything that I love. You know, I'm a coffee person. So uh, one of my self-care Saturdays, I um, went to a coffee shop and it, it was like a bakery and everything. And then I did online shopping in the coffee shop. So I was like indulging in all my favorites <laughs> uh, at the coffee shop. And then some of them are more lavish where it's like every enhancement, every extra thing at the spa, I'm getting. <laughs> Like, no, I want the triple double uh, pedicure, the longest uh, massage, the best facial, Um, you know, I'm going to buy me a Louis bag, like whatever it is, uh, I just do it with so much intention for me. Mm-hmm. and um it feels good it feels good it's been very helpful for me and then some self-care Saturdays are sitting on the couch been watching love is blind because that's my show <laughs> uh, I'm so fascinated by the psychology of that sh- that show but um yeah I the, the the point is is that I make time for me and everyone knows all my close friends my first lady everyone knows okay it's self-care Saturday do not bug D. And I am just intentionally spending time with myself and, and reflecting and being present. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a thinker. And so that time helps me process. That time helps me center. Um, I would say another thing that I'm doing that's been very helpful for my mental health is working out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't get to do it every single day, but I have a trainer and just, you know, the twice a week alone is helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm seeing myself lose weight, which is crazy because like you think you got to work out 50 times a, <laughs> a week. It's like, no, what am I putting in my body? I'm so conscious about what I'm eating now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think in general, I am taking care of myself in a very meaningful way. This temple mm-hmm. is getting love. Yeah, and I'm, that's you know, good. pouring into my spirit. I'm doing the self-care Saturdays. I'm working out. I'm eating what I need to. My sleep it's better. (laughs) Uh, You know, it can always be even better, but you know, I'm trying not to do the all-nighters all the time or the, you know, four hours of sleep all the time. But you know, when you just love what you do and you're excited and grateful to wake up every morning, it just kind of sort of happens that way sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I was just very curious because it's no way you can manage a portfolio like that and not you know, have dedicated time for yourself, but also it could also push you to just dedicate all your time to the work, to mm-hmm. the business. So I was mm-hmm. just interested in to learn more about that. But it sounds like you have a handle on it and have been able to manage to have a regimen that everyone has respected 
with balance and boundaries. Yes, yes. And I have a coach too. And he holds me accountable to these things. Um, I would say, you know, for me, I've learned like you can't be, yes, I'm successful, but you always need wisdom. You always need wisdom. You always need counsel. And, you know, God puts people in your life to really be that for you. You just got to be open to receive it. You got to be a person, as a person of faith, as a person who loves God, you got to be open to chastisement and you got to be open to constructive critique. Otherwise you get stagnant. Like, Mm -hmm. even though I'm like so successful, this cannot be my end. Mm. This is just the beginning. Just the beginning. I can't be comfortable. And what got me here ain't going to keep me here. Because what I did in that first nine years, that ain't going to do nothing for where I need to go this next 10 years. So I'm mindful of that when it comes to my self-care, but also my personal growth and development. Mm, That's awesome. You know, it just, you know, has me thinking, you know, I'm sure that you all are thinking about this, but just looking at the future of the the company, the ideal state, you know, at what point will you say this, this valuation is this business is worth this much. Okay. Now it's time to sell and pivot. I mean, there's just so many things. Um, but I'm sure you all have a handle on all of that, but I'm just so excited about you guys' future. So excited for the success that you've had and the continued, you know, success that you've had, you will have, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So what keeps you full of faith? you know, you get up every day, you're managing this huge portfolio, you're running a, a, you're an executive leader in a company that you started um, just after college, right? (laughs) And now you all have this huge success. We have all these employees, you have all all this success. What keeps you full of faith? What keeps you grounded Mm. in God? Because it could be easy to say, you know what, child, look at, look at this. It could be easy to, you know, just pop your chest out and say, you know, we did this, you know, what keeps you grounded in God? Yeah. I, I am so amazing with God, but without him, I'm a mess. And I mean that in every sense of the word, the ability to control my emotions, the ability to make decisions, the ability to, be present for my team and empathetic for my team and really hear what's really going on, even though they're not sharing it. Mm. All of that is because I have the Holy spirit. Mm. When you realize you really can't do this thing without God, I'm like, let me tell you something better. is one day in your courts mm. than a thousand elsewhere that I would never, <laughs> I make mistakes. I have my ratchet moments. (laughs) (laughs) Don't we all? (laughs) But let me tell you something. Even in those moments, there is conviction. Even in those moments, Mm. God still speaks to me. And I just cannot imagine. Like, I'm just sitting here processing what you're saying. And I'm trying to think, like, what would my life be without God? And I would just honestly say a mess. Mm. A mess. Uh, I mean, I am so reliant on God. And I mean, in a very probably unreal way for a lot of people, you know, I ask God what to wear. 
in the mm. morning. And the reason why, because I've had encounters where I've been at conferences and a person would come up to me and be like, I had a dream about you and I didn't see your face, but God sent a messenger to speak a word to me and she had on this kind of dress. Like, you don't know, you don't recognize that this whole concept of the body of Christ and being connected to each other is real. Mm-hmm. Like my purpose is connected to Dr. Jasmine's purpose mm-hmm. and vice versa. When we come into community, when we come into alignment and try to really live out purpose with God, it is so interconnected. It is. I hope and we live it. like it's not, but it is. It is. Mm. And so for me, I, I can't not be grounded. Because when I'm not grounded, I'm panicking. I, when I'm not grounded, I have anxiety. When I'm not grounded, I make really bad decisions. Mm. So I have seen the consequences of not being consecrated. Mm. Mm. And I just don't got the time. I ain't got the time. It's a waste of time. How it's about a that? waste of time. <laughs> you end up doubling back like, okay, I'm sorry, God, let me go mm-hmm. back. If it, no, no. Like I, you know... As someone who's 34 years old, I look at the fact that I have a lot of life to live, mm-hmm. but I've had a lot of life that I've already lived. Mm-hmm. And when you reflect and think about time and how fast, I mean, girl, we are already through March. Mm. Like yeah. 2023 is running. Yes, it's, it's, it's on speed. It's <laughs> on speed. And so when you think about like how swiftly things are happening and technology only accelerates that why why would you not want to be grounded Mm, why would you not you know I had a um friend who said you know after all we've been through through COVID after all that we have seen so many of us have had you know certain situations knock on our door Mm -hmm. be through loss of a loved ones loss of jobs and all kind of thing like why would you not want to serve God (laughs) especially when your foundation has been built on knowledge of Jesus Christ. You like, like, why would you not? Like, now is the time more than ever to be laser focused on your relationship with Christ. But that's why we're here today because we're trying to point people back to Christ. <laughs> so I love, I love that you have uh, your your balance and your boundaries, but also you are able to, you know, bring in your faith in the workplace. You mm-hmm. all seem up unapologetically living in your faith, even in business. I'm sure that your your employees know about your relate you all's relationship with Christ. You pray before your meetings. I'm sure that's evident in the way you handle them with care, your employees. So that's super, super dope. Like, and I guess I, that leads me to my conversation about, you know, why you chose at this phase in your life to even get a master's in divinity like what led you there is it just because you know for personal development reasons or do you feel like you have ministry that required this extra level of training like let us know yeah so (laughs) it's funny because I ran from seminary I did not want to go to seminary I was like lord what like you know, my pastor, he literally, you know, he has a seminary degree, actually he has a doctor of ministry. And so he's uh, extensively trained in uh, religious studies and ministry work. But it's funny, I, 
I told him, I said, you know, give me some time to think about it. He was like, all right. Hmm. And so I heard God say, this is when you, when you need to start. You need to start in the fall of this time. People were like, why are you waiting? It's, and this was before the pandemic. People were like, why are you waiting? Like, you are fully able to go now. And I was like, no, God said, wait. He said this. And I'm so glad that, you know, even people of faith sometimes can push you because of what they see. But it's all about timing. It's all about God's timing. And so I ended up enrolling in school right in the pandemic. My first year was paid for fully. Look at God. Honey, <laughs> first year paid. And, you know, when I think about the journey to even get there, I used to be one of those people who did not believe that a seminary degree was necessary to, to function in ministry. I was mm. like, it's not required. God is the one who qualifies you. Mm. And that is exceptionally true, but you still need training. Mm -hmm. So even if you're, and definitely for someone who's unchurched like me, I didn't mm. grow up with pastors in my family. I didn't grow up with deacons and ministers and elders and evangelists, none of that. None of that. So you're talking about someone who just has a heart for God, following God, but still need practical tools. Mm. And so once I got there and got settled in, I was like, God, I don't know why I didn't want to do this. Because the first thing I was taught is how to really think theologically. Mm. Like we're taught within our own doctrinal beliefs, within our own cultures, how to think when it comes to God. But how do you think about a God outside of your denomination mm. or a God outside of even your culture and your lived experience? And so that to me was transformative. And then just all the extra classes and curriculum that's been built upon that. You know, I have training in Christian education. I have training in pastoral care. I have training in church administration. Um, you know, even practical ministry programming. So I feel like this degree has really given me a 360 of what it means to walk as a person in leadership and ministry. And no matter what role I have, I'll be equipped with some level of tools. You know, mm -hmm. I'm a minister of youth at my church and that's almost like a mini church, right? Mm -hmm. Like they need admin, they need programming, they need spiritual counseling, you know, they need marketing and communication. So all the things that I'm learning in, in seminary is equipping me to even run my youth ministry and run the youth ministry programs and everything that's required to really function and edify the kids. So it, it was something I didn't want to do. It's something I didn't even think was required. But now on the other side and graduating in May, I'm just like, dang, God, like you truly know best. And I went at the appointed time. And when mm. I said I'm so grateful that my first year was paid, I was like, God, only you could do that. Like only, only God you could, you know, bless me in that way. And also my school prior to the pandemic, you would have to drive to Richmond to go to class because mm. of the pandemic, it took everything virtual. So that yeah. helped me be able to balance better because I would have virtual online classes versus trying to drive down to Richmond, stay in a hotel for the weekend, go to mm -hmm. class. Like it just would not have worked. And so even my classmates are from all over, right? So it, my school grew as a result of taking the classes online. So I know the pandemic was horrific, but there's a lot of shifting. Mm -hmm. 
and fruit that came out of such a tragic yeah you know situation and i i am a benefactor of that shift that's good i agree you know a lot of millionaires were made in a pandemic talk about it girl (laughs) you know a lot of people got blessed in the during the pandemic yeah you know some people did not but i know quite a few people especially business owners and these are people who who didn't necessarily take the check. They didn't go get that those those checks that were given out for business owners. These people who authentically either started a business and it grew exponentially, or their existing business shifted in ways that changed the trajectory of their business and their lives. And some might think overnight. Yeah. In less than a year. Yeah. So yeah. that speaks to what the word says. You yeah. know. So that speaks to what the word says how God will turn everything around for your good. Yes. And he will, you know, store up for those who are who are believers. Yeah. So yeah, I love that. I love I love that. I love your story and that speaks to you your obedience. Look how that paid off. Yes. Look how your obedience paid off. Yeah. That's good. Oh my, we could talk all night. But <laughs> <laughs> you have so much wisdom. I love it. I love it. I love it. What's the best advice you would give women who want to step into your industry? They say, hey, girl, I want to start my own business. Hey, girl, I want to go to seminary. Hey, girl, I want to get in marketing and events. I want to get into just booking, those, landing those high-value clients. You know, any advice you want to give women who want to step into your industry about whatever means you want to share, let us yeah. know. Yes, well, let me tell you something. I didn't get here because people had closed fists, so I am often humble to share wisdom, humble to share advice because, you know, it's how we grow and evolve. And so I would say, you know, get connected to the trade associations for marketing, Mm -hmm. Uh, American Marketing Association, HubSpot has a community. They have this uh, national conference, uh, PRSA. There's just so many organizations that are focused on individuals in the marketing communication space. I love Colorcom. Um, they're a good one because they're women of color in marketing, advertising, and DE&I. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, finding the people, the thought leaders, the mentors, the teachers that are already doing it and investing in yourself. These are not free organizations. Mm-hmm. They have paid memberships. But why, why not invest in you, right? And invest in you in a way that's going to... Um, allow perpetuity we invest in us when it comes to our hair and our nails and you know luxury items but like let's invest in our mind let's invest in our wealth and our legacy and being connected to these organizations that can be very helpful to get us there Um, I would also say from a seminary perspective there's quite a few options when it comes to seminary but you got to figure out where you are in your relationship with God, I will tell you, seminary is not designed to reinforce what you believe. Mm, yeah, I've heard that. So you cannot go to seminary trying to figure out who God is. You got to know God for yourself mm-hmm. through and through. Because when I tell you the exercises, the readings, the theological approaches and perspectives, they will challenge you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And they will challenge your faith and you have to be anchored enough to hear what is needed to be heard and then know that 
there are some things that are built and birthed out of perspectives that might be challenged. Um, and so for seminary, I would say, be clear about your belief system. Be, care, be clear about your faith and not the things that grandmama and granddad and auntie, uncle, mama, dad taught you because sometimes those are birthed out our, our own trauma. Mm. you know <laughs> um, yeah or misinformation but, or misinformation but the fundamentals the, that, mm-hmm. that that Jesus is Lord hello <laughs> the fundamentals <laughs> that's all I'm asking you to know mm-hmm. is the fundamentals um mm-hmm. you, you'll be you'll be good you'll be good oh thank you so much for sharing that so what gives you the courage to keep going every day you're doing so much you're leading with integrity and empathy and so much carriage what gives you the carriage to keep going every day i i have some amazing amazing mentors who are women in faith i have a mom who is one of my biggest cheerleaders and i remember there was a season of life where i had like serious imposter syndrome i just didn't mm-hmm. feel like i belong like i deserve what i had i didn't understand how i got there I, just all of that and um i remember every time i had to speak or do something i would call my mom and just talk to her and just her making me laugh and again remembering who i am mm. um, and where i come from that gives me the courage and that gave me the courage in that season so i think remembering who i am like who's I am I belong to God and there's this uh scripture uh, I can't remember in Proverbs it talks about you know the coward the cowardly they shy away and they you know but the but the people of God we're bold as a lion Mm -hmm. and I just remember that word when I am faced with adversity or faced with you know challenging situations I remember that in order for me to have courage I gotta remember that God made me bold as a lion Mm. and I walk in that boldness boldness daily bold lip bold glasses bold alpha bold yes bold I love it I love it I love it I have been talking to Miss Darisha Moore she is so many things but most of all I think that she is a global girl she is stepping out into her purpose and passion with faith, know-how, and grit. So when I say, what does it mean for girls to go global? What would you say? Mm, I think it kind of speaks to what we were talking about earlier about that whole concept of till all have heard. I think girls who are going global, they understand that I have a a gospel, a Mm. message for the people that has to reach every end of the earth. Mm. And so as a woman of God going global, you know, it can be literally physically, but it can be spiritually. You can mm-hmm. travel in the spirit, you know, beyond mm, about that. possible um, mm-hmm. and even traveling online globally. So I think it's global has a lot of different meanings, but most importantly, it's about the hearing and the feeling of a real and present God. I love that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that. You definitely are a global girl, and I have loved, loved, loved this conversation. So, what can we expect with, from you next, and how can people contact you if they are looking to connect with you? 
Yeah, so what is next? Well, I'm done with seminary May 13th. Thank you, Jesus. Um, we'll continue to build youth ministry within my current church. I'm looking forward to what that looks like for our kids. Um, and this company, this company, <laughs> you know, it's it, I, it's hard to anticipate because God is literally blowing our, our minds. Our revenue has doubled every year since the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at seven figures, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I am grateful and just looking forward to what God will do in, in that aspect. Um, and then how I can be reached, I can be reached on LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, mostly uh, Dereesha Moore, D-U-R-E-C-I-A-M-O-O-R-E-R at Dereesha Moore is where I can be found. And looking forward to staying connected with the Girl Go Global community. Oh, I look forward to staying connected with you as well. We're going to do better in this season. Yes. We are not just going to have online community we are right in the DMV. There is no, after you graduate. I know, right? Let's, one of your self-care Saturdays, let's do some self-care and meet up yes. in DC and yes. do some lunch or do some dinner and have a good girl chat, do some good time. And look, we can check out, you know, we might bump into Darisha's forever thing. Hello? Because... <laughs> We are looking for also, she got all of this and we want to share it with someone. We want her partner in purpose. We want her God-fearing man. And we call him forth without delay. Hello. In the name. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. So, we, and, and Lord, same grace. The same grace. Same, same grace. grace. Same grace. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Balance, boundaries, and a little kiki to go on top of it off. So thank you so much, Arisha, for joining me on the Girl Go Global community. I have enjoyed this concert this conversation i'm getting all tongue tied because i'm so giggly right now but anyway (laughs) y'all thank y'all so much for listening don't forget to like share and subscribe don't forget to go global